Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Guardian. A couple of weeks ago, I took a flying visit to Copenhagen to give a talk about philosophy and video games for a regular event called Spillbar. The event was fantastic, the hosts were welcoming, and the city was beautiful. But the travel, in and out of the country in less than 24 hours, was brutal. But what if there was a way that I could give talks at events in different countries across the world without actually having to be there? Technology may have a solution. And it's not even that new, but it's getting better all the time. Holograms. I think I saw um, one of the music holograms and we thought, well, what if, what if we could do that in our lecture theatre? Holography dates back to the 1940s, when a Hungarian scientist called Denis Gabor was experimenting with trying to create an electron microscope with a better resolution. Gabor coined the term hologram from the Greek holos, meaning whole, and grammar, meaning message. In the years and decades after his initial experiments, the invention of the laser enabled other scientists to create holograms based on his work. But he probably never predicted that his technology would be used as it is today. Amy Winehouse is going on tour again next year in hologram form. I'm Jordan Erica Weber, and this week we're exploring the sometimes controversial world of holograms from lessons taught by absent academics to celebrities returning to the stage for global tours after their death. This is Chips With Everything. At the end of November, the Imperial College Business School held a demo session for a new project they'd been working on. According to Imperial they have become the first higher education institution in the world to deliver live lectures via hologram. It sounded like the perfect opportunity for serious investigative journalists who are up for a laugh. So, Danielle, our wonderful producer, you went down to South Kensington to have a look. What did you think? What was it like to see yourself as a hologram? Well, it was much more unforgiving a process than just looking in a mirror, but I have to admit it was really cool. Hi, Kate. How are you? 
Okay, so the first person I met, and who you're hearing now, was an Imperial student, Kate Watkins, who is currently studying her weekend MBA. We have to do a marketing presentation in our syndicate group, and we're all in groups for our MBA, and my colleague who was here earlier isn't going to be here, so we were hoping to use the hologram projection to have him incorporated into our presentation, because he's got to be abroad for um, the work trip, but unfortunately, just given the scale of the kit, it's quite hard to achieve. Yeah, it's pretty massive, isn't it? It is. Um, I, they are working on it, though. I think um, it's going to be here permanently by the signs of things from March. Oh, we're having another go. No. Wait, what's that sound? It sounds like a dragon or something. It's not really like a dragon, but you're not far off. It did remind me of something pretty specific. I don't know if you ever watched Charmed or anything yeah. with witches where they have like potions come up. <laughs> the lights appear. Yeah, the lights come up. It's kind of purple whites and blues and it comes in spirals there's certainly an element of magic about it definitely so there's a i suppose mesh screen um, that the hologram is projected onto uh, lots of lights that's i suppose what first struck me was how well lit it is compared to i suppose if you were shooting a normal film or photographs can you hear us? No, oh, not yet. Oh, he's frozen. <laughs> so eventually, Professor Francesco Velasso, Dean of Imperial College Business School, appeared before us in hologram form and Kate got the chance to ask him a few questions. He was actually in the next room, but they could both see each other. An internet snag meant that the sound on his end wasn't the best, but I did get to witness one of the oddest things I've seen in a while. Okay, um, so just on the whole interactive thing, I've been told about shaking hands. Should we try and shake hands? <laughs> you can't see this, but that was interesting. <laughs> high five. High five. Not many people can say they've high five the dean of the business school. <laughs> As a hologram. <laughs> it sounds like you had fun with this tech, but does Kate think it'll actually work? It's obviously attention grabbing, but is it attention keeping? Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's, it's obviously, it is attention grabbing, but I just think the capacity of it and the opportunity um, for the field of experts you can get, um, it, all of our stuff is online anyway. And it's obviously much more interesting watching it back, um, you know, someone there in hologram rather than just flat screen video. Would you like it to get to a point where you can hologram in rather than coming into class? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> To better understand what Imperial hopes to achieve with this technology, Danielle spoke to David Lefebvre, who runs the Educational Technology Lab at the Imperial College Business School. We do a lot of educational technology here, but it's all you know, very sort of, um, sensible and good and, and nice, but we, didn't, we decided we wanted something that was, that was just fun. So we looked around, I think I saw um, one of the music holograms, and we thought, well, what if, what if we could do that in our lecture theatre? So we, we spoke to about five or six um, hologram firms, and um, the first four said, yes, we can do it, and it, and it will cost you £150,000 each time. Of course, that's prohibitive for a university delivering lectures to 100 students at a time. The, the economics don't add up. And then um, we, I contacted Art Media. Art Media, or A or HT Media, is the company behind the technology itself. I'll get to speak to one of the technologists later on, but David explains that Art presented him with this vision of all of the business schools and universities in the world being connected via hologram. 
what if we all had this hologram technology installed? Then we could start sharing lectures. You know, one lecturer from one school could broadcast to seven instantaneously. And this is very, this is very attractive for a number of reasons. I mean, first of all, um, you know, we, we do have a lot of um, you know, the leading thinkers in, in subjects here at Imperial College Business School. We don't have all of them for every subject. But together, you know, if universities start collaborating, we can give our students exposure to a wider range of, uh, of the world's leading thinkers. It does sound interesting to aim to provide students with better access to teachers from around the world. But I keep going back to what you asked Kate. So when I was in education, I was terrible at paying attention to the teacher. And surely that must be even more of a problem if the teacher doesn't even have a physical presence in the room. Yeah, so I found out from David that they actually have a failsafe for this kind of situation. So we, we have no plans to let holographic lecturers alone in the in the lecture theatres. It's always okay. a team teaching. So the idea is that one of our faculty members will be delivering the lecture physically and the hologram will be um, participating remotely. So that's, that's the way we plan to run it. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like we've been here before. Look at virtual reality. We've heard all sorts of big ideas for how VR could be used to connect people across the world, to allow people to virtually attend events they never could otherwise, and so on and so forth. But that doesn't seem to have taken off in quite the way the industry would have liked. So isn't it possible that holograms might just be a gimmick? Yeah, I mean, it may well be enough idea. Uh, lots of technology emerge and disappear. You know, Google Glass, remember that? <laughs> you know, um, um, but intuitively, I think the hologram one seems to have a, it's, it's much more accessible. You know, you don't need to put a headset on. Um, when, you, when you experience it, it feels very realistic. I mean, I think you've, you've identified the core problem at the moment, which is the kit's extremely bulky. But if it replicates those big old phones we used to have, they got um, smaller and smaller, and now we just all use them routinely. If, if hologram kit follows that trajectory, then uh, it will become routine. You've heard Danielle, Kate and David discuss some of the issues that need ironing out before hologram technology does become an everyday affair. But we wanted to learn more about how it works right now. So Danielle spoke to Rory Elliott of Art Media, who was able to better explain how the technology works using her... As a guinea pig. Talk me through what we're seeing in this room. What you have is essentially a very small compact studio. You've got a camera, you've got eight lights, nine lights. Um, you bright lights. Bright lights, yeah. So the, the thing is, we're projecting onto a screen and the next door is a hologram. And what, what we really need is every facet of your clothing to come up because there's quite a lot of bleed through on, from the projector. So every morsel of your clothing needs to be picked up on, on your face so it, it doesn't grey or, or sort of dissipate. Now, I was under very strict orders not to wear black to this demo because of this potential colour issue. Stephen, who is a technician in the capture room, explained why black clothes are a no-no. The projector would see it as a hole in the screen and you'd see what was behind the screen and it would just give the game away because the whole thing is it, it is an illusion. And if you break the illusion by any small amount, you lose the reality of it. When the illusion works, you're totally immersed in seeing the, seeing the people and having a conversation with the people. It just needs one technical thing to go to not be 100% and you lose the illusion. So what happens when they've captured that image? Say you're one of these lecturers being beamed into a classroom somewhere halfway around the world. What's happening on the other side? 
Okay, on the other side, we have a, again, a sort of theatrical set, for a better word. Um, we've got some set lights, um, and we've built basically a, a three meter by four meter wide screen with a backdrop. So we're lighting up the backdrop, the screen is three, four feet. Um, in front of it, and we're projecting onto that screen. You can't see that screen as, as, a, as a, uh, a viewer, so that's, that's how the illusion works. We're, we're, we're projecting from a, just a standard projector with a short throw lens onto that screen. So it doesn't actually sound that complicated technology-wise. Cumbersome, though. All these lights, cameras and projectors must cost a fortune. Yeah, so if you remember back, David told us that four out of the five companies he spoke to quoted him £150,000 per use of the technology, with art it costs £50,000-£60,000 to, to buy the kit, Imperial will then pay an annual licence fee and then a small fee on top of that for each hologram they make. David is hoping that as the technology gets better, the cheaper it will get, but for Rory, the possibilities of how this technology can be used extends well beyond a lecture hall. Yeah, I, th- I think... Um if if we were saying, listen, we should just have hologram uh, educators, we should have hologram uh, presenters, this and that, so it's never going to work. It is, after all, we, we've taken this from theatre. The, you know, it's it's a, an illusion, it's a trick, it's meant to be fun. So if we treat it that way and include human element as well. So if you look at, say, the, the, the successful hologram concerts, it's not just one guy, a hologram there for 45 minutes. They've got an orchestra, they've got light shows, they've got other um, dancers, live dancers. There's only one asset. So there's no reason why that, that shouldn't be the same with, with whatever market we're talking about, is, is to add your stamp onto it. After the break, we'll look closer at one of these hologram concerts as we find out how a hologram will bring singer Amy Winehouse back to the stage and why it's making some people very uncomfortable. She hated touring, she hated playing live, much as she loved singing. So there's that too, and also I think there's issues of who gets to control which Amy we see. We'll be back after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today in Focus is a new Guardian podcast that brings you closer to our journalism by getting behind the news every weekday. You'll join me, Anushka Astana, talking to people at the centre of the big stories impacting our world. We'll use personal perspectives and expert analysis to put you at the heart of what matters. Listen to Today in Focus and subscribe 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. Welcome back to Tips With Everything. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. This week, we're looking at hologram technology. Before the break, we stopped by the Imperial College Business School in London to test out their hologram technology, which they hope will provide their students with access to academics around the world. But educators are certainly not the first to make use of this technology. I'm uh, Laura Barton and I am a writer and broadcaster. The entertainment industry has been dazzling audiences with projections of their favourite stars, even the dead ones, for a few years now. So there's been Tupac Shakur and there's been Maria Callas and Roy Orbison, Michael Jackson. There's a gathering number. An exclusive club. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Laura recently wrote an article for The Guardian about the news that Amy Winehouse, who died seven years ago from accidental alcohol poisoning, will be going on tour in 2019. I mean, I write a lot about music, so she, her name came up all the time. She seems such a sort of... It, was, it wasn't quite a Princess Diana dying moment, but it was one of those deeply surprising moments because everyone thought that she was getting better, really. Amy was known to struggle with alcohol and drug abuse and with mental health issues. Friends and family have been quoted in the past saying she hated the pressure of touring. Laura thinks that this explains some of the criticism for the decision to bring her back as a hologram. Some people just feel that it's distasteful. It's not so long since she died either, really. In the, in the scheme of things, it still feels quite new. And I think she is has become one of those figures that we've sort of picked at. I think people feel that she was really run into the ground and and overworked and overtoured when she was very ill during her lifetime and that maybe she should just be allowed to rest in peace now. People have also raised questions about how Amy will be portrayed in this show. So far as I know, it's going to be a very cleaned up version of her where she doesn't drink on stage and she's coherent and she isn't staggering around. And so I think that's not necessarily the Amy that we remember. It's a fine line because I don't think we'd necessarily want to remember her as sort of prim and proper and clean because half the reason that her songs connected with people was their darkness and their sadness and and their sort of heart-wrenched quality. I never saw Amy Winehouse perform live, but I was interested to know how these holographic concerts will compare and whether they'll include any of the elements that Rory mentioned, like dancers or an orchestra. So there will be a backing band and they will be live, I believe, so she'll be the only hologram on stage. In her article about this upcoming tour, Laura wrote that it is important to consider the legal and ethical questions that such virtual images bring. It gets a bit complicated because you'll have different laws in different countries and let's say in the United States where a lot of these stars will be, you'll have different laws in different states even about how long someone has copyright of an image and then different stars will want that copyright to be protected for a certain time after their death. So Robin Williams didn't want his likeness used at all for 25 years after his death. The estate of Audrey Hepburn has allowed her image to be used in a Galaxy Chocolate advert. So each individual case would have to be considered by that person when they're alive, as in the potential for when they're dead, or by the estate after they've passed away. So you wrote that Amy didn't give her permission for her likeness to be used in this way. Do you think that that is the main reason that people feel uncomfortable about it or is there something else? No, I don't think it's necessarily just that. I think there's a lot of 
focus been on the relationship of Mitch Winehouse, her father, to, to Amy, and also his involvement with the foundation and people's desire to still make money from Amy. I mean, I always say that I think we're on difficult ground there because very few of us have been through the kind of experience that Mitch Winehouse has been through and I would not want to judge a man who is grieving and tell him how to grieve. So I think it's difficult because a lot of us feel ownership over Amy because she was sort of a very important figure to them. Laura talked to Mitch Winehouse. The proceeds from the tour will go to the Amy Winehouse Foundation, which supports vulnerable young people. But Mitch says he doesn't want people to think it's all about money. He told Laura, quote, It's about letting people know what made her tick. Here is a chance to show the real Amy through a hologram. Laura also spoke to an expert in virtual reality and its ethics, Catherine Allen, who said that celebrities should only be reproduced in this way if they've consented. But she also suggested that some celebrities might want to make use of hologram technology before they die. Perhaps it would mean that someone like Amy Winehouse wouldn't be running to the ground. She wouldn't have been playing, you know, that famous show in Belgrade where she, you know, had to be put onto a plane unconscious. The people at Base Hologram, the company that will produce the Amy Winehouse tour, don't like this idea. CEO Brian Becker told Laura, Fans are going to want to see them on stage. The best use of the technology is going to be to celebrate icons and create things that have never happened before. The possibility of combining them, so people like Aretha Franklin and and Amy Winehouse doing a duet and those kinds of weird collaborations. So the last line of your article reads, however one might feel about the age of hologram tours, their ghoulishness or their grandeur, the great triumph could be that they lead us back to the music. So does that mean that you're in favour at the end of all this research, do you think? I wouldn't go that far. But what I do think with a star like Amy Winehouse or Elvis Presley or Michael Jackson, any of those stars whose life dramas have somehow eclipsed the purity of their talent... I think there's something really wonderful when when we listen just to the music. Even writing this article, I hadn't listened to Amy Winehouse for a really long time. I might have heard her in a restaurant or a shop or something. And I hadn't watched a video of her for a really long time. And I went back and did so. And I, I felt really moved by the simple joy of her singing and how much she could communicate about sadness and love and it's really nice to just think of her as a musician so maybe this is a good thing. I'd like to thank Laura Barton, Kate Watkins, David Lefebvre and Rory Elliott for joining us this week. Special thanks also to Stephen from Art Media. You can find a link to Laura's article and to Art's website on this week's episode description on The Guardian website. With only two and a half weeks until Christmas, we've been following Santa's whereabouts on the North American Aerospace Defence Command's Santa Tracker. You'll be glad to hear that he's still at the North Pole with all of the elves, making sure everyone's presents are ready on time. If you like to track Santa too, please send us your stories with an email to chipspodcast at theguardian.com. That's all for this week. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. Thanks for listening. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.
A third of students are less than happy about their university choice, new research by EY has revealed. The findings suggest that a digital rethink is essential to meet the expectations of students and staff. Universities can address this by putting the needs of the people they serve at the heart of their digital strategies. Learn more about the future of human-centered higher education at theguardian.com forward slash transforming higher education. This message was paid for by EY. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.